Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now that's quite a statement, a preposterous statement actually. We live in a world where experts estimate there are over 4,000 religions. There are at least five major religions, maybe seven or ten, but then hundreds and hundreds and hundreds more. You can even go to WikiHow to find out the steps to start your own religion. This world gives us a lot of options for ways to heaven and for ways to find a God or be a God. This is indeed the way of man. And yet, Jesus said, I am the way. As I've meditated on this and pondered this and writing this week's discipleship conversation and preparing for this podcast, I noticed something in scripture that I have never seen and have never heard before. This is something I'm excited to share with you because it is such a definitive dividing path in the road for me. And here's the thing. As we disciple our kids in the faith, I believe it's really important that we teach them that this path of following Christ, of accepting what he says about himself, is a narrow path. It's a path that not everyone, in fact, that most will not accept or choose. So what about you? What about your family? What faith and belief system are you going to pass on to those entrusted to you? In this series, Who is Jesus? Family Disciple Me encourages you to lean into these conversations about who Jesus said he is and us believing him and taking him at his word. This is not the world's way. This is not the popular way. But this is the way he challenged us to follow him, which, if he is the way, is what we should do. Hi, my name is Tasha Williams, and I'm the founder of the ministry Family Disciple Me. You can find the link to this week's discipleship conversation in the show notes below, or you can go to familydiscipleme.org. And if you haven't had a chance to subscribe yet, I encourage you, there's a link for that in the show notes as well, or you can go to familydiscipleme.org forward slash subscribe. And just as a side note, with every Family Disciple Me discipleship conversation, we have verse graphics. And these aren't just pretty things to look at. We intentionally make and design these so that you can use them as discipleship tools as you begin to engage conversation with those entrusted to you. In my family, before I begin an intentional discipleship conversation about a specific verse or topic, I go ahead and forward that verse image to my family text thread. I send it to my older kids. I send it to my younger teenagers here at home. I send it to my husband. And oftentimes I'll include a question like, how does this strike you? Or what do you think about this? For those of you with younger kids who maybe don't have devices yet, I encourage you to print that verse off and maybe post it on your refrigerator or on a bathroom mirror, someplace where they can begin to see it, and if they're old enough, to read it to begin thinking about it. So with that, let's dive into this week's discipleship conversation, Who is Jesus? The Way and 
the truth. As far as I know, none of us are being offered or required to take the Mark of the Beast 666 right now. And yet, from my perspective, people are already beginning to live with it. I know that's a strong statement, but I say it as I feel especially compelled about this week's scripture verse and discipleship conversation because of, well, the times and the culture that we're in. When Jesus was on earth, to each of his disciples, he said, follow me. They didn't know where he was taking them. They didn't understand everything about what he was going to show them along the way. They didn't know what the path was going to require of them. But something about his invitation compelled them to walk alongside him during his ministry on earth. And as they walked with him, they saw his miracles, they watched his divine nature, they heard his teachings, including this one. Jesus said that he is the way and the truth and the life. He said no one comes to the Father except through him. Now, that is a hard saying today, and it was a hard saying back then, too. Taking Christ at his word, that he is who he says he is, and that he will do what he says he will do, well, this has never been easy. And as time marches on, I think it continues to become harder and harder. Today, many people, including people who call themselves Christians, reject Jesus' statement that he is the only way to the Father. People are walking away from Christ in droves for so many reasons, ranging from seeing many paths to heaven and from the hypocrisy of Christian leaders to the superficial, self-serving Christianity that's been spoon-fed to the American church. Many are the examples of high-profile people who've walked away from Jesus. You may remember Josh Harris, the author of the bestseller, I Kissed Dating Goodbye. Well, in the last couple years, he has now apparently kissed marriage and faith in Jesus goodbye. Another well-known example of the next generation of believers leaving Christ is Abraham Piper, the son of the famous godly pastor and author John Piper, who's authored more than 50 books over the years, including the bestseller Desiring God. John Piper's 39-year-old son, Abraham, has anti-faith-in-Jesus TikTok videos, which have had millions and millions of views. In these, he tears apart faith piece by piece. I must say some of Abraham's points are valid, such as pointing out the hypocrisy of the Christian church and leaders. But really, his main reason, he says, for walking away from Christ is because he wants to get laid and have fun. My heart breaks over his story because I think of his mama, Noelle. Years ago, I read a book she wrote called Faithful Women and Their Extraordinary God. That extraordinary God used Mrs. Piper's book to literally save my life when I was going through a season of really agonizing physical pain. That, my friend, is another story for another day. But how heartbreaking for her to have one of her five precious children not just walk away, but seek to destroy the Christ that she and her husband John have spent their entire lives serving. 
And then there's the writer and podcaster Blake Chastain, who coined the term exvangelical to describe people raised in the church as Christ followers who choose to leave faith and the way of Jesus behind. Chastain uses exvangelical as the title of his podcast, which, as he writes, explores the world inside and outside the evangelical subculture, one conversation at a time. He writes that his very popular podcast focuses on the stories of people who've been raised in staunch evangelical traditions and then found themselves in a classic crisis of faith. Well, I can assure you that Chastain is not podcasting to draw people back to the way of Jesus. We could go on example by example. Such are the times in the culture we live in. And it's not just high-profile people who are walking away from Christ. It's all kinds of just normal people who have called themselves Christ followers in the past. Recently, my husband was catching up with an old friend who had been an elder at a church and a faithful churchgoer, along with all of his social circle. This friend is a leader of a national nonprofit Christian organization that has impacted thousands of lives. But in their conversation, my husband's friend told him that none of his children go to church anymore, and neither do any of his friend's children. These people were not atheists. They weren't unbelievers. They were faithful Christ followers who now question everything about Scripture everything about Christ's teaching, including him saying he is the way and the only way to the Father. What's more, these are people whose adult kids now completely reject Christ altogether. And this is just a small snapshot in our lives that's just a window into the bigger picture of what's happening in our country. Being a Christ follower is becoming less and less culturally acceptable. More and more people are choosing to leave faith in Christ altogether. But really, this rejection of Christ is no different than in Jesus' day. Scripture says in John 6 that many people in his day listened to his teaching and said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? And then they walked away from him completely. You know, the book of Revelation gives a snapshot into the end of times when almost the whole world will do this. Revelation 13 talks about the beast who wages war against the people of God, the people who won't walk away from Jesus, the people who will choose to cling to him no matter what the cost. At the end of chapter 13, Revelation says that the beast forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom, Scripture says. Let the person who has insight calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. That number is 666. As I was writing this week's discipleship conversation and pondering Jesus saying, I am the way and the truth, no one comes to the Father except through me, I was simultaneously reading in both Revelation and the Gospel of John, my mind toggling back and forth between the two books. Jesus' disciple John the Beloved wrote both of these, which is a very interesting perspective to keep in mind. 
We're all most likely familiar with the mark of the beast, 666. And if we're Christians, we most likely have an antipathy toward this number, 666. But here's the thing that I noticed. In a very unique quote, coincidence, and I use that term tongue-in-cheek because nothing about what God says or does is coincidence. Right after recording how so many people decided that what Jesus had to say was too hard to accept, the book of John chapter 6 verse 66 says this, from this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. And herein, friends, lies the ultimate depiction of the number of man, of the mark of the beast, whether in the end times as described in Revelation, or during the days of Christ when he walked on earth, or today when so many people are turning their backs on Christ. The number 666 describes people who no longer follow Jesus as the way and the truth and the life. We might look forward to the time of the mark of the beast and shudder with horror about when 666 is required to buy food, to gain resources, and actually be allowed to live. But the truth is that many, many people are living the reality of 666 already. They're choosing the number of man and the denial of Christ even before the mark is required. What about you? What are you choosing today? What are you clinging to with all your heart and soul and mind? Are you holding on to Jesus as the way and the truth? Or do you choose to believe he's just part of the smorgasbord of world religions from which you can choose? Our world sees heaven as a destination with many ways leading to it, and truth as a vending machine from which you can pick and choose whatever you like. However, with his statement, no one comes to the Father except through me, Jesus put a stake in the ground about himself. He is not just an option in the midst of many options. According to him, he is the only option. Narrow is the way that chooses Jesus as the way. What's more, small is the group that teaches this to future generations. I appreciate what Dr. Michael Brown wrote at ChristianPost.com, and I'll put the link in what he says in his article in the show notes. But he wrote, Just because our faith is strong does not mean that the faith of our children is strong. History teaches us that every generation must have a fresh personal encounter with God, otherwise apostasy will set in. And that's where we find ourselves today. Dr. Brown asks, what are we going to do about it? And I say, what are we going to do about it? Indeed, that's the question. We raise our children. We hopefully take them to church. We hopefully disciple them. But then they get to make their own decisions about faith and Jesus and the Bible. We don't get to control our kids any more than John and Noel Piper can control Abraham's choices or Josh Harris's parents can control his or Blake Chastain's family can control his podcast. Ultimately, our kids get to make their final decision about what they believe. 
when they become adults, they are responsible for the path they choose. But friends, we are responsible for the path we choose. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He called each of his disciples to follow him, and he calls each of us to follow him too. This is the path I choose to take. I'm going to lean into my personal relationship with him. I'm going to spend time with him on a daily basis and make him my priority. I'm going to listen to his spirit and follow his promptings to the best of my ability. I'm going to memorize his word and meditate on it. I'm going to make my life decisions and values based on his teachings and his sovereignty. And what's more, here's the thing. I'm going to talk to my kids about him. I'm going to disciple them and have meaningful, intentional conversations with them. I'm going to engage them in discussions about faith and culture and help them process what their secular teachers and professors are seeking to indoctrinate them with. I'm going to talk to them about the paths of various world religions, explaining some of the major ones to them and what they profess. I'm not going to hide from them the fact that the way of following Christ is a narrow way. I'm going to talk to them about how it's actually the harder path, the more unlikely road, the one that requires the most. Week by week, month by month, year by year, my husband and I are teaching our kids that we have chosen Christ with all of our hearts, and we have dedicated our entire lives to Him. But they're going to have to make that same decision for themselves. We're going to teach them, disciple them, train them, and then we're going to pray fervently for them, just as I know John and Noel Piper are doing for their son. We're not going to quit. We're not going to back down. We're not going to walk away from faith in Christ because him saying he is the way is too hard a saying. We're going to live the Christ life, believing that he is who he says he is and that He will do what He says He will do. We're going to seek Him, and then we're going to turn around and speak Him into the lives of those entrusted to us. And I challenge you to do the same. Friend, let's not accept the mark of the beast by living it long before it's required. Let's not accept the mark of the beast by walking away from Christ because his sayings are too hard. Let's not accept the mark of the beast by following the way of man and accepting what limited, finite humanity says is the way. Let's follow Christ. Let's cling to him and choose him all the days of our lives. And let's disciple our kids and pray that they too will choose Jesus as the way for their lives. Thank you for joining me in this podcast episode. Again, the links to the things that I referred to, as well as the discipleship conversation notes, are found in the show notes below. Now, friend, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May He turn His countenance toward you. And as you turn your countenance toward Him and cling to Him as the way, the truth, 
and the life. May He shine His face upon you and give you peace. Now go with God, friend. He is the way.